Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, happy summer. Hope yours is off to a great start. If you are interested in the topic of maternal health, take a look at what we're doing over at www.rxformom.com or follow us on socials at rxformom. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Brooke Griffin, PharmD and BCACP, who is a professor of pharmacy practice and the vice chair of clinical services at Midwestern University College of Pharmacy in Downers Grove. With over 20 years of experience in various ambulatory care clinics, she's worked on several multidisciplinary teams and precepted hundreds of students and residents. At the College of Pharmacy, she serves as a coach and mentor to several faculty and teaches part of the women's health and professional development curriculum. She is a professional coach in life and work and is passionate about offering career support through a thought-provoking and creative process. She speaks nationally on various professional development topics, including the importance of coaching and mentoring, time management, and work-life integration. She started blogging for Pharmacist Moms in 2018, and one of her most read blogs was Find Your Skinny Black Microphone, Advocacy for Pharmacy and Moms. In 2019, she launched her own website and blog, 21st Century PharmD, which offers personal and professional development for pharmacists and students. And in 2022, she launched the Bold Idea Group with a mission to inspire bold ideas from within. She's on this self-development journey alongside all of you and believes every pharmacist deserves a coach. Brooke, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Hillary. I'm very excited to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you could fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Sure. Yeah. So I'm uh, working at the College of Pharmacy at Midwestern. And one day a week, I'm in an underserved clinic on the south side of Chicago providing ambulatory care services. In my personal life, I live just outside of Chicago, and I've got two kids, a husband, and we just rescued a dog last year, Santos. All right. Awesome. Well, um, it's always fun to just get a little bit more insight into who our guests are. So, um, Brooke, um, professional and personal development, um, maybe you could share a little bit about what kind of started that journey for you. Yeah, and thinking back, I have always had an interest in what was previously known as kind of the self-help section of the bookstore or the library and reading nonfiction, uh, sometimes even more than fiction books. But what really wasn't until I got into a period of my career where I really needed some type of career support that I started really diving into some of these topics more seriously because I felt like I needed to learn more for me. I got to this point in my career where I achieved a lot of accomplishments professionally, and I was very proud of those. And it took a very long time uh, for some of those achievements. And so there was a lot of pride and a lot of joy associated with that. 
but I couldn't necessarily see the next rung on the ladder for myself. And that really made me nervous. I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I think I was a little bit scared of what was next and I, I couldn't see what was next. And I had wonderful mentors in my career. And just like all the mentors we all have, we, we soak up all of their advice like a sponge. And they really speak to us from their areas of expertise and their wisdom. And they give us lots of great advice. And I had many great mentors, but they just, um, I kind of ran out of questions to ask them. And I, the, our visits became more social than, than they were really helping me with my career because I didn't really know at the time, but what I really needed was a coach. So I started digging into more personal and professional development topics and online articles and things I would find on LinkedIn to really discover more about me so I could figure out what was next. And I'm sure we'll dive into this topic a little bit more, but that's kind of how it got started. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, were there any particular books or, you know, people that really inspired you um, as you were going through that uh, journey? That, that's a great question. And my, my list is still growing. Um, I highly recommend uh, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Um, there are several books in the series now, but the original one that's Bright Yellow, that's a great starter book for anyone. There was another book that I read called Soul Badical, S-O-U-L, Soul Badical. Uh, not written, uh, neither one of these books are written by um, healthcare providers, but that was written by uh, Shelly Paxton, who was the chief marketing officer for really big brands yeah, like Harley Davidson and Pepsi and how she really discovered that uh, her corporate career was not serving her. And she ended up taking a sabbatical or time off work and how she found herself in that way and the kinds of questions that she asked herself to really get at what was the true meaning and her purpose and um, a lot of the things really resonated in terms of like the self-assessment questions she would put in the book that you could ponder for yourself. So those are, would be two that I would recommend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, a lot of us as pharmacists, we get such great training, uh, throughout school, um, through, you know, the PharmD curriculum on the clinical, um, focus and to come out and become great practitioners. But sometimes, it's, you know, the leadership and um, some of the business skills and just some of that, um, yeah, professional development um, that may not always be captured in, you know, CE or things. So um, I find myself having a very similar journey after I moved more into um, administrative and le leadership roles. And so I love um, just reading those kinds of books. So um, haven't tried those, but um, yeah, lots, lots and lots of good ones out there. So um, one of the main things that, you know, you mentioned um, was that, you know, you've had mentors along the way and um, maybe you could talk a little bit about what the difference between a mentor and a coach is and how, you know, at different parts or points in our career, or, you know, maybe we need we need a little bit of each. Tell us a little bit about um, kind of what, what you mean by a mentor and then what you were looking for in a coach. Yeah, that's a great question. And we are really blessed in pharmacy to have a lot of mentorship programs 
around us, either internally or externally through certain pharmacy organizations. So even if your organization doesn't offer an internal mentoring program or you're having a hard time finding one internally, there are several external ones through um, different pharmacy orgs. So we're really lucky in pharmacy. So the way that I like to describe it, I'm going to borrow a quote from the author Carla Harris, who describes a mentor as someone that you can you can go to the hem with the good, the bad, and the ugly. You can go to them with your um, biggest triumph and celebrate with them, and they're not going to think you're have a huge ego or anything, and they'll celebrate with you. And you can also go to them, you know, in tears and talk about a really big challenge, and they're going to help you through it. Um, a coach is someone who holds space for you, luxurious amounts of space, and really allows you to really um, get everything out that's in your head and then helps hold a mirror to some of the stories and some of the thoughts that may be holding you back. Coaches use a method of inquiry to help you get to where you want to go or be the person you want to be. So that basically means they ask you a ton of questions, which force you to do a ton of self-reflection and really reflect on what's most important to me here. What exactly are we looking for? What is our definition of success? What's an ideal day? What's an ideal week? What does work-life integration mean to you? Uh, what would a day look like where your time was completely managed? Whereas a mentor might come with advice and suggestions and talk to you about what worked for them in terms of time management or time management tools or how they balanced work and home life, which is great. And we need those too. So I am, I'm of the theory that we need mentors in our lives. Um, we need coaches in our lives. We need sponsors in our lives. Um, and sometimes it just takes, uh, it takes you to have to take a step back and think about which type of career relationship do I need right now. And uh, a lot, the concept that I talk a lot about and Carla Harris, I learned a lot from her was the idea of this board of directors. So just like companies and organizations have advisory boards and boards of directors to help them navigate their next move. We also as individuals need to have our board of directors to help us with our career transitions and our career moves. And our board of directors are a group of people made up of our coaches, our mentors, and our sponsors that we can go to when, when we come up with a challenge or when we want to celebrate. So there may be something going on in my life where I want to go to my mentor and ask for some advice. I may want to go to my coach and say, I really need to investigate why I keep coming up with the story. I keep having this reoccurring thought. I keep thinking that so-and-so doesn't like me or I'm no good at, good at this, you know, help me through that. And they may go to my sponsor and say, I'm really looking for my next opportunity. Is there someone that you can connect me with? So that's really the benefit of having these different types of career relationships in our life. And I wish this is something that was introduced to me uh, when I was uh, a younger professional. And I'm very proud to be working more in the professional development space. And, you know, just going off of what you said earlier, the pharmacy curriculum does require some professional development. And of course, every school is a little bit different with how much they incorporate. But historically, these were called soft skills. And sometimes they weren't really given the, you know, the time that they really do deserve. Because as soon as you graduate, those are all the skills that you need to complement your critical critical skills just to get through workplace dynamics. You would agree, Hillary? Oh, absolutely. You know, but I have never done the coaching route. I have done lots of training through courses and going back to get my MBA, books, etc. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, I hadn't either up until a couple of years ago when I just said, well, let me just give this a try. Like I said, I had wonderful mentors, but I uh, just was looking for something different. And that's what really uncovered. I really had all of the answers inside of me, but I didn't have anyone asking me questions to kind of draw them out. Um, it really helped me understand um, what my values were. Before I started working with a coach, Hillary, I couldn't name what I valued. I couldn't really name my strengths. I didn't know my transferable skills. Uh, so working with a coach really helped me identify those things and kind of enter the room with a little more confidence. Um, and, you know, maybe sign up for a couple of more opportunities that more aligned with what I value instead of focusing on things that I thought I quote should do versus things that really lit me up. So working with a coach really helped me identify those things so that I felt like I was more of a magnet for the things that really brought me joy. That's great to hear. And some people really benefit from that coaching, especially if you need that help in identifying some of those things about yourself or uh, just some additional guidance. Uh, grew up with coaches um, through all different team sports and things. And, and there are so many great resources out there, um, you know, for some of that self-awareness, if you will, like strength finders and um, the disc profiles and different things that can really help you to to hone in on what those strengths are. Um, but yes, probably um, it is really helpful to have uh, somebody kind of an outsider specifically asking some of those questions uh, to kind of engage in, in that sort of thing. Um, so yeah. Maybe you could share a little bit about, you know, some of the work that you've done within um, Midwestern and helping to kind of implement the uh, professional development track there that maybe other schools are doing something similar or might have some, some ideas um, from what you all have had success there. Sure. Yeah. So right now uh, for Midwestern with professional development, we are focusing on introducing students to several different pharmacy careers. Uh, we are focusing on networking and personal branding, and we're focusing on um, making sure that they feel a little more prepared for life after graduation. And uh, if I go back a couple of years to when I was kind of on the journey that I mentioned earlier, where I felt a little stuck in my career, at the same time, I was working with a group of students on their rotations. Uh, I had an academic rotation. And what I learned from them was they all felt extremely nervous about life after graduation, even the high achievers, even the ones going for residency who actually had a plan, who, though, even the ones who had uh, a job already lined up. Everyone was really nervous about some of the soft skills and workplace dynamics. So what we decided to do was have a book club uh, with a book called They Don't Teach Corporate in College by Alexandra Levitt, which I highly recommend. Um, not necessarily a healthcare focused book or, you know, pharmacy focused book by any means, but it really walks somebody through some of the concepts they need to think about when entering, quote, the corporate world or kind of the non-school, non-college kind of world. And uh, so we just worked through a couple of chapters together and really, you know, opened up kind of a roundtable discussions about some of these topics. And I could learn a little bit more about where they're coming from and then figure out what we can do in professional development to kind of meet those needs. So we spend a lot of time on um, networking and what that looks like, even 
virtually, like how to virtually network with someone? What are kind of the do's and don'ts with LinkedIn, which is a platform that we highly recommend that students get involved with uh, as soon as they uh, start pharmacy school, if they don't already have a platform already. We recommend that students have at least 200 connections by the time they graduate. And we recommend that they um, utilize and kind of try to optimize these uh, connections when they're on rotations. Uh, another aspect to professional development is, that we emphasize at Midwestern is getting involved in professional organizations, kind of thinking about that life outside of pharmacy school, look, taking a look at what's going on in the bigger landscape of pharmacy nationally with an organization that speaks to you. And of course, that helps with networking as well. So those are just a couple of things that we do with the students. Yeah, that's great. Um, a lot of those things, um, I think that you know, once you're out and have been practicing for a couple of years, you know that, but for those new grads and maybe those who haven't gone down the, the professional development journey, um, it is a little frightening. Uh, and so, yes, I, um, after, you know, being out, reading, reading lots of books, going through, you know, entrepreneurship programs that are offered here in Nashville and doing the MBA program, um, put together some of those kind of things that lessons learned, if you will, that, that I had had as well and put that into a book. So I think that there's a lot of good resources and, and I think that's great to kind of have that offering at, at Midwestern. So, um, maybe you could share a little bit about, um, kind of taking um, ownership of one's career. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of times uh, pharmacists were kind of, you know, painted into, there's so many different um, career paths available. You can, um, you know, kind of find one that's already there, create your own. Um, but there's, there's a lot that, you know, kind of two or three main tracks um, or, you know, you often will hear like, how do you get into this or how do you get into that? So maybe you could share a little bit about, um, you know, taking ownership of your own career and what some guidance you all have, have been able to share about that. Sure. Yeah. I'd love to talk about this. I think the first thing that we all need to remember is that it starts with mindset and, Positive thinking or positive thoughts sometimes get a bad rap because it sometimes gets labeled as um, toxic positivity. And that's not what I mean when I say, you know, focus on mindset. What I mean is just start to notice what's happening with some of the thought loops that are reoccurring, some of the stories that we're telling ourselves that we start to believe as truth. I think as pharmacists, we have, you know, we're really high achievers. Um, and we have a really hard time asking for help, even though, ironically, that's what we do all day long is we help others. And, you know, we don't shame anyone else for asking for help. But yet it's all of a sudden uh, we impose a lot of self-judgment when we need help on our own. Uh, and we may think it's safe to sign up for a mentor because that's kind of the status quo and there's no really stigma associated with that. But, but what if that's not helping? You know, what if you need something more besides a mentor. And I also feel like kind of what you were saying is we kind of go through the motions at work and we may be working towards the objectives of the organization, but we spend very little time thinking about what we want to work towards as individuals. Like what are our, what are our goals? Uh, I know uh, for many of my clients, they have to write uh, annual goals that they have to be working towards, but many times those goals are 
really only serving the organization with very little room of what exactly they'd like to work on. And I believe there's room for both. Um, and we also have those stories that are on repeat in our head. We're struggling with work-life integration. We're all being asked to do more with less right now. So when I work with clients, one of the first things we do is start to think about mindset and doing a thought download and really thinking about just share some of your thoughts. Let's take a look at them. How many of them are just inherently negative? How many of those thoughts are self-doubting thoughts or have some of those limiting beliefs is another way to think about it. And then through coaching and through asking some of those self-reflective questions and getting really to speak what's on your mind freely in kind of a judgment-free zone, they really start to think about creating an identity just that's just outside of outside of work or creating an identity within work that feels more aligned to the person they want to be. Um, I also like setting priorities or identifying priorities inside of work and outside of work. So a lot of times they feel really overwhelmed with everything on their plate and have a hard time prioritizing what's most important. Some, some of my clients haven't even had the conversation with their supervisor of what's more important or what's really expected of me here, but they just feel like they're drowning in work. And then even priorities outside of work, um, what's most important to them there. Um, so then we talk about setting boundaries to protect those priorities. Uh, and then clients kind of walk away feeling just more clear on their next step, more confidence in asking uh, for help in what's going to be most meaningful for them in and outside of work. They leave feeling more fulfilled instead of just in survival mode all of the time. Um, less guilty about what they're asking for, and then really just being really clear on when should I say yes and when should I say no. We tend to be people pleasers and we say yes to a lot of asks. So when you feel really confident and your strengths and your values and what's your, what you're prioritizing, it becomes so much easier to say no to some of those those other asks. And of course, we can't say no to everything at work, but some of the extras that we get asked, uh, we get more clear on. So um, that's some of the work that I've been doing with clients, which has been really impactful and brings me a lot of joy that uh, I'm now in this position that I can help others in a way that I needed help a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're just speaking to the growth mindset if people wanted to, to go out and, and look into that a little bit more versus that fixed mindset. Um, yeah. So, Brooke, maybe you could share a little bit more about this um, old idea group and what what that is all about. Sure. Yeah. So this is a company that I started, which really focuses on individual coaching and group coaching for pharmacists. And I really developed programs that I wish were available a couple of years ago. I tried to think, what would I sign up for? <laughs> so my group coaching program is five weeks long with five modules. And we we, that's what we do exactly uh, the things that I've been talking about uh, during this podcast so far. Like we identify their core values. Uh, we do a purpose exercise. We write a personal mission statement. Um, we do have a goal setting exercise, which is a little unique, which ties in like your legacy and what you want to be known for and how to align your goals to kind of match up with that. Uh, so that's the uh, five-week uh, group coaching. And participants have really enjoyed that for the networking because they're usually put in a group with pharmacists from other colleges of pharmacy or other health systems. So they, the number one thing I hear is that I now realize I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that feels this way about their job, about their career, about their profession. Uh, so that's been um, really just enlightening to hear. And that they also leave with a little more of 
a lot more understanding about themselves and then more clarity about what's next for them. And then for those who aren't interested in group coaching, I offer one-on-one coaching and that's where I meet clients um, for an hour and we just discuss whatever's on their mind. And sometimes they want to work on some of those concepts from the group coaching program, but just more on a one-on-one basis where they get that kind of undivided attention and the luxurious amounts of time to cover something. Um, And I usually meet with clients for uh, about 10 weeks, uh, some shorter, some longer. And then I've also been able to offer some workshops and seminars for different colleges of pharmacy and and different pharmacy organizations. Uh, So that's been also uh, another avenue for me to kind of get the message out that uh, a coach is something that you can have access to. I feel like you deserve it. And I feel like I wish I knew about it uh, a few years ago. Yeah, definitely. You know, and another good uh, reference I'm sure you've read is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And that was a book that I remember getting as a resident. And, you know, when you're a student and you're a resident, you feel a little overwhelmed, or at least I did. Um, and as you mentioned, a lot of a lot of the students graduating. But, you know, I just highly recommend for not only students, but anyone who's kind of feeling that stuck feeling. It is just such a great thing. So some of the things that you've mentioned is, you know, the personal mission statement um, is mentioned in there or begin with the end in mind and think of yourself at your your funeral, which sounds a little morbid. Um, but, you know, what do you want people to say about you? You know, what do you, what do you, you know, your coworkers say about you? What do your friends say about you? And then how do you kind of back in into that so that you're designing your life in a way that you are, you know, going towards that kind of a a person and and going towards some of those goals. So great, great to have, you know, some maybe structure to, you know, if people need some structure um, in, you know, making sure that they're like learning some of these principles and things. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up, Hillary, because um, that book is really um, powerful uh, by Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Habit number one is be proactive. So I feel like a lot of us, and I'm speaking about the way I was a few years ago, I was just waiting. I was waiting for someone to tell me what my goals should be. I was waiting for someone to tell me what I'm good at. I was waiting for recognition for certain things that I was doing. I was waiting for someone to show me the way for what's next. I didn't realize that I had all of the answers in, inside of me and that I needed to take these proactive steps. And when you sign up for a mentor, when you sign up for coaching, you are being proactive. That's step number one. You are signing up for an investment in yourself, in your future. And I love uh, something that Stephen Covey says with uh, habit number one if I really want to improve my situation, I can work on the one thing that I have control over and that's myself. Mm -hmm. And you can always go back to habit one, whether you feel like you have to manage up or you feel like you have leadership that isn't aligned with the way you're thinking, or you're frustrated by the way things are happening at work. What's the one thing we all have control over and that's ourselves. And we can always go back to that to learn a little bit more about why is this bothering me? Why is this triggering me? What can I do about this situation? What's in my field of control versus what's not in my control. So remembering some of these things, some of these concepts he talked about in the book is so important. So I'm so glad yeah, you brought that absolutely. up. Absolutely. And thinking about your sphere of influence. So what you know can you can control yes. versus what you can't control. So well, Brooke, um, as our final question, I love to ask, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? I love the quote by Oscar Wilde, be yourself, everyone else is taken. And 
sometimes we enter the pharmacy workforce very much following someone else's footsteps or following a very similar path because we're trying to get to a career or a niche in pharmacy that someone else has um, has a career in that we that we look up to. And that's totally fine. But once you get there, remember that you are bringing your own unique skills and talents and lived experience to that role. And you no longer have to be the cookie cutter image of anybody else. Um, being yourself and bringing yourself to every staff meeting, to every patient encounter, uh, to every opportunity is going to serve you and it's going to have a ripple effect on everyone around you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for sharing about some of the things that you've been working on and some of the importance of coaching and mentors and, and sponsors, those that can advocate for you within your own organization. We loved getting to, sh to dive in a little bit more on one of these topics. So thank you so much for being a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Hillary. I loved it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.